For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. But uh, let's talk boxing now, folks. Uh, let's go all the way to the DRC to congratulate uh, the camp of Junior Makabu, the newly crowned WBC cruiserweight champion after he won uh, this past weekend. And we are joined on the line by his trainer, Damien Durant. Damien, good evening from us here in South Africa. Congratulations. And thanks again for speaking to us. Thank you so much uh, for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Obviously, the line may not be great because we are still in Kinshasa DRC. Um, yeah, it's a great victory and we are proud, not just as uh, for Junior being Congolese, but for South Africa and Africa. It was a great victory. Great stuff. The line, we can hear you. The line is holding on. Thank you uh, for that, uh, Damien. Just talk to us. I mean, how massive is this win for Junior and how have the, the past few days been? Uh, the, the victory is massive for Junior because when he started boxing, he, his dream was always to achieve the green belt. And uh, he was able to accomplish it on Friday night, unfortunately, in his, in his home country. So I think it means the world to him. He's worked exceptionally hard to be there now to win it. And uh, for the way we've been received in his country has been phenomenal. We've been, uh, the people in the streets celebrate screaming his name when we drive past in cars. Mm. The, the ministers have accepted us, uh, uh, meetings with ministers, which have been great. Uh, we were with the presidents of the country yesterday. We received Junior very, very well. Um, so it's been it's been unbelievable, a memorable one, definitely. And 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 I mean, on on that note, we saw some reports saying that it was the biggest event in the DRC in a very long time. Did it feel like one of their biggest boxing events? I think it was the the, the history of this of the event. Obviously, the last time there was a world title in Kinshasa was forty six years ago when Ali uh, fought Foreman. So. The, the, making the history of this event was uh, was massive, and the support we had from uh, the Congolese population at the event was massive. That's why they had to put it in a field so that they they could they, that they could receive the population, and they, and they made it for free. So mm. it, it was a beautiful night, one I will never ever forget because it was a world championship in Kinshasa, and and Junior won the world title in front of his people. So for me, it will live with me for the rest of my life. Wow. And before this win, how was Junior viewed in his home country of the DRC? Before the, the fight uh, now for the World Championship, uh, Junior had been received after his two victories in uh, Russia. Mm-hmm. And the population was behind him. Um, you know, Junior Junior's always been a representative for Congo because he's fought in the past. fought uh, Glenn Johnson um, in, in Kinshasa and then we fought uh, Taylor Mabika in 20, August 2018 so he's got a name here watered by the people everyone backs him so it's great let's talk about the fight now uh, uh, Damien firstly uh, I believe you guys were in camp for a long time were you happy with the preparations ahead of this fight how confident were you very, I was very very confident it was one of the best camps I ever had from junior however it was a bit too long um, <laughs> we had spent the week of the fight was the 11th week of training so it was a very long preparation for the fight. Um, we we had spent time in uh, in camp overseas over uh, the end of November through to uh, middle of January. So we were overseas during Christmas, uh, Boxing Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. We were we were in training. We were away from our family, so it was a lot of sacrifice. And we both believed he would become world champion. We had confidence in training. He looked great in training, and we came prepared for. 
for the Polish fighter. And what were you expecting from this Polish fighter? Because he was previously unbeaten before this fight. So I knew he would come in very confident. Obviously, he's undefeated in his uh, in his career. Um, he had 13 knockouts. From what I've seen of him, he he had good power behind his punches. Uh, technically, very sound. Um, his IQ was good. He uh, hadn't fought at the highest of levels like Junior. Mm. He's he fought some top contenders. I saw a bit of switch hitting from him, so a bit of times where he'd fight Orthodox, then move mm. to Southall, then come back to Orthodox. So there was there was a lot of loops I'd seen in him, but there was a lot of threats I saw on him. So I knew it would be a tough fight. I don't want to go out to the public and just say, no, Junior's going to knock him out. Mm. But I, for me, I knew Junior's experience and uh, his power would get the best of Chislak. Whether he would knock him out or win on points, I knew he would win. Um, I was confident he would win on points. I was edging for a KO in my uh, the way I, I feel, uh, the way I felt for the fight. But uh, the KO didn't come. We put him down. Chislak uh, mm. showed a lot of heart and courage, got up, fought, continued fighting through the fight. And Junior just finished the fight in superb fashion, winning 9, 10, 11, and 12. And uh, Chislak just took some really, 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 really big shots, which was surprising. From from what we read, we saw that uh, Junior got off to a good start and he dropped him in the fourth with a hard left-right combination. Do you think he could have finished him there? Um, Junior tried to. Uh, he tried to put the pressure on Chislak. Chislak was able to use his legs, get out of the situation. Um, I think Junior threw a little bit more punches um, after he had knocked him down. Uh, I think I think he could have finished up the fight. But I think also Junior was a little bit conservative because... Uh, he knew there was still another eight rounds that had to go. So he didn't want to overdo it. I think he said to himself, well, if I've hurt him and I'm able to put him down, possibly I can do it again. So let me not let me not put everything into the fight too early so, and everything in that round. So what was your game plan? What were you telling Junior in the corner there? Well, the Junior uh, started the fight a bit slow. Um, he took his time. He wanted to analyze um, um, Chislak. Obviously, I said to him, building up into the fight, I said, take your time. He's a little bit different to the other fighters you have fought, switching, switching up. He's got a lot of reach. Um, most of the guys you fight for around 6'1", 6'2", Chisaki is 6'3", and he's got, he's got really, really long reach. So I said, just take your time, find your range. We've got 12 rounds. You don't have to end the fight straight away. Let's, let's, let's build from where we start. And when it went to the judges, how confident were you? Uh, I knew we had one. I was extremely confident. I left a junior. Uh, straight after the fight, I saw the, uh, the Polish team hadn't lifted up their boy. They had known they hadn't won. I was extremely confident. After 10 rounds, I felt Junior was ahead, and I just wanted to push him to make sure 10, 11, and 12 we had taken. So, um, for me, after the fight, I knew there was no question whether or not he'd be crowned uh, world champion. And, and, and he finished off the fight in spectacular fashion. And wh- what does it say, Damien, about, uh, about Junior's character? I mean, he, he tried to win this belt in 2016 when he lost to Tony Bellew, Tony Bellew and he did say that he's going to come back and one day he's going to win this title and he's done so. Look, I think it gives everyone uh, a, a bit of courage and inspiration because uh, it's not how you go down, it's how you get back up. And a lot of people feel the end of the road is when you go down and that's it. It's that's the end of the road. It, it, it's not. If you've got time on your side, you're able to rebuild, look at where you went wrong, and go forward and take it step by step. And that's what Junior did. He reassessed everything around him. He made the right decisions, the right adjustments. And uh, for that, he's become world champion. And what would be next now for Junior? He's got the green belt, like you said, the, the, the most prized one in boxing. What's next for him? Look, so 
for now, I think uh, Junior needs rest. He's had seven very tough, uh, sorry, he's had three tough fights in the past seven months. Mm. Two in Russia and now one in Kinshasa. Our man needs a little bit of time. In, in the space over here, we spent six months in training overseas and with the fight. So um, he hasn't had a lot of time to spend with his family. I want him to embrace it and enjoy it with his family, spend some good time with him. And then we'll see what the, the road brings. Obviously, we have to make a defense of the WC World title, which is mandatory. And we will do so. For now, I just want my man to relax. He's worked exceptionally hard in the last seven months, getting the three victories. So for now, he just needs good rest, recovery time, and, and, and can enjoy it for his family. And for you, Damien Durant, I mean, what does winning a WBC belt mean? We spoke to you on the show uh, last year, and uh, as someone who told us on the show that you're following in your father's footsteps and you want to make him proud, this must be huge for you. Yeah, when I, you know, when my father retired, my father, uh, I was undecided whether or not I was going to professional boxing, and I sat with him about two weeks after he retired and said to me, my boy, why don't you go on and just make one world champion? Just one. So I said, okay, let me do that. And I did it. I did it for Junior. I'm sure you'd be extremely proud because Junior was my father's fighter. So yes. I've accomplished his task and we believe that Junior would become a world champion. So for me, I think my father is extremely proud. Um, I'm the third uh, trainer in South Africa to produce a, a WBC world champion. I'm, I'm the youngest at 29. My father did at 33. So for me, it's a huge accomplishment. I'm very proud of myself. It gives me more inspiration and uh, more motivation to, 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 to want to make more champions. So... I know he's proud. He was by my side on the night. And uh, for for that, I think uh, it, it's an unbelievable memory. And for me, uh, nothing can top the fact that my first world champion was a WBC world champion mm. in Kinshasa, DLC, a world title fight in their home country for one of their, 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 their countrymen after 46 years of last having a world title. Everything around this fight just has history and meaning and it, it's, an, it will, it will, it's an unforgettable memory. So it's, it, it's a good start for my career. I'm grateful that Junior had trusted me in uh, leading him into, into his fights and allowing me to take over his career and produce the results we've produced together. Great stuff, Damien. Have you received a message of support from Boxing SA? Um, I, got a, I got a message from uh, Mr. Majaka. Great. I sent him the results and send me a beautiful beautiful message to congratulate me so yeah great and and how long do you how long do you plan to stay in the drc for when are you coming back at the moment i'm unsure um we're being received by a lot of the ministers at the moment um we've met the president we've met uh, the minister of sports the minister of finance uh there's a few other ministers we need to to meet so i may be in contract for another two to three days i'm not sure and then i'll make my way back to south africa to to prepare eight fighters to fight in March. Mm. And and Junior, is he going to stay home for a while? Uh, I think he, he may stay a little bit longer than me, but I think he wants to return back to his family in South Africa. You know, so, uh, for Junior, Junior started his career in South Africa. Mm. He's been based in South Africa. So he's a South African champion as well. He's a representative he of South Africa as well. And uh, his family is based there. His kids were born there. So for him, he needs to return back to South Africa, spend a bit of time with his family, maybe come back to... Uh, the DRC uh, continued his uh, his uh, his reception of all the different uh, ministers and different people of different provinces, 
and uh, take it from there. I don't know if you've seen a report on Sky Sports, but it goes with what you said earlier on the show. They've got an article here saying that it might have been easier for Junior Makabo to disappear altogether after his highest profile moment, a crushing defeat to Tony Bellio at Goodison Park in 2016. But he bounced back strongly in the fight build as the rumble in the jungle too. It goes back to what we were saying about his character and about how he's bounced back, that even um, even in the UK is being recognized for that. Definitely, you know, the cruiserweight division is uh, the second biggest division in the world. So there's a lot of eyes on it. Uh, the public love watching the bigger guys hit each other. So Junior's got a bit of history in uh, the UK fighting Tony Bellew. Tony Bellew went on to fight uh, uh, good fighters afterwards. So uh, for Junior, Junior is, uh, should I say, a bit of an iconic fighter in this UK. They love him because he comes forward, he brings a fight, he gets hit, he hits. So um, he's, a, he's a fan favorite because you know he's going to bring a war. Mm. And on Twitter, Connie wants to find out, was it dubbed the Rumble in the Jungle 2? Was that the official uh, a bill, the title of the, of the bill? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure because uh, the, a lot of the, the, the posters I'd seen for the spike were in French. Mm. So I'm not sure what the, the, the headline of it. A lot of people are calling it the Rumble in the Jungle, which uh, I, I think it lives up to the name because it was an, a superb fight. Tiflak had hurt Junior, Junior hurt Tiflak. It was great exchanges in the fight. Um, so I think it lives up to the name. Whether it was the name of the, the, the tournament, I'm not sure. Hmm. And then for you, when you're back, who's next? Uh, what's next for you? Which fight is next for you? I've got uh, roughly between the middle of March to the end, of, uh, to the middle of April, I've got eight fights. I've got sure. uh, Imani Colombo fighting, which I will announce soon uh, what's happening with him. I've got... Uh, Dumuzweni making a return back to the ring. Jackson Chalke needs to make a defense of his WC, uh, WC International title. Uh, I've got uh, Brandon Taser versus Boyd Allen in the Super 4 final. Mm. And then I've got four of my youngsters uh, that will be a little bit active in four and six rounders. Great stuff. We wish you all the best. We'll catch up with you again soon, uh, Damien. But well done. Congratulations. This is a big win. And I hope you get a hero's welcome when you come back uh, from the DRC. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you. You too, Damien Durant, the son of the late uh, Nick Durant, Umtagati, continuing exactly where his father left off there. He's produced a world champion, a WBC champion in Ilunga, uh, Junior Makabo, who was also trained uh, by his uh, father, uh, Nick Durant. So it's a big moment, definitely, uh, for uh, Damien Durant. And I hope he gets the recognition and uh, the respect that he deserves for for what they did there in uh, Kinshasa. Uh, We were told that um, even uh, the legendary Don King was actually a part of this promotion, but we could not confirm that. We tried to find out if Don King was there, if Don King was was involved, but uh, we couldn't... uh, confirm it fully uh, the, that and I think that's why it was initially dubbed Rumble in the Jungle too. I think initially he probably was involved and I don't know what happened um, after that then with uh, Don King and this one but well done Junior Makabo. We are also hoping to speak to him by the way uh, but we have been informed as you heard from Damien he's meeting ministers, he's meeting the president I mean the man is a star, he's a world champion so um, I think he's a bit busy right now Junior Makabo. but we accept that and uh, we just wanted to congratulate him but I'm sure uh, there will be a time when he's available 
able to speak to us when he comes back because like, like Damien said, his family is here in South Africa, but he's milking it that side in the DRC and rightly so, uh, Junior, make the most of it, uh, get endorsements, get commitments, uh, get the freedom of the DRC from the president, anything uh, that, you, you, that you ask for, you should be getting now because you're WBC champion. On that note, let's talk about another title fight that happened on Thursday last week. Uh, Thursday night, we reminded you on Wednesday not to forget Tevin, Ta- Tevin Farmer against Jojo Diaz. Uh, it was on a strange day on a Thursday night. Um, uh, and uh, Jojo Diaz there uh, convincingly uh, uh, winning that fight and claiming that uh, title uh, from uh, Tevin Farmer. And we want to look back at the fight. And uh, we are going to go all the way to the U.S. now. And uh, that's where we're going to find Raimundo Diosis with the senior editor at threemorerounds.com just for a quick review about Fama and Jojo Diaz. Raimundo, good evening and thank you very much for being able to speak to us again in South Africa. Good evening, South Africa, and thank you for having me once again. Thank you. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Raimundo. Tevin Farmer losing um, his belt there to Jojo Diaz. Were you surprised, or did he take on more than he could handle in Jojo Diaz? Well, you know, um, being uh, a California journalist, uh, I've seen Jojo Diaz ever since his professional debut back in 2012. Uh, So heading into the fight... um, Tevin Farmer, he's, you know, a five-time title defender and, you know, a solid uh, champion. Uh, Jojo Diaz, he had two previous attempts at a title, uh, which one he lost and one he lost on the scale but still won the fight. So Jojo Diaz, he, uh, it wasn't as surprising as the Akhmadelov-Roman uh, upset. That was more of an upset, the other IBS title fight. Uh, still quite an upset uh, to have uh, Tevin Farmer lose that uh to, to diaz so it was a slight upset but as a california boxing journalist not surprising to see that jojo diaz was able to do what he ultimately did and and even some of us here in south africa raymond are not surprised we did say that he's taking on a dangerous opponent in jojo diaz because we've seen what he does what would have motivated tevin farmer to take on jojo diaz or did he just fall into the trap after he was called out on on social media there was a uh, social media back and forth for some time uh, between the two. Uh, so, you know, um, Farmer, you know, he is a proud fighter, you know, just like Jojo Diaz is a proud fighter. All these guys, you know, they're, they're not scared of each other, you know, and they see each other around at other boxing events, and they'll they'll uh, talk trash <laughs> to each mm. other, you know, because that's who they are. They're fighters, and they're not afraid to fight. So this was in the works for a while. Uh, ended up being a mandatory for Farmer, so... You know, Farmer uh, didn't shy away from this fight, uh, and then neither did Diaz. So Diaz, you know, what he really showed was uh, true character in, in fighting through that, that cut that he had. Mm. He sustained a headbutt cut uh, in the second round. Uh, however, his uh, cutman, Ben Lira, uh, was very successful in, in stopping that. Uh, from getting any worse, and Jojo Diaz put in the work after that. I think Farmer kind of uh, uh, had a little bit less in the tank, you know, mm. as, as as the fight wore on, and there were reports that Tevin Farmer was saying he would be moving up in weight uh, in the, his next few fights, which may say that he was perhaps struggling with uh, continuing to make 130. So he perhaps had some training camp trouble, um, and then he he looked a, a bit gassed uh, in in the mid rounds, and 
Diaz, you know, he, he did what champions do, and he, he just kept the pressure, and, and he was the one that ended up getting the IBF belt. This was Farmer's fifth defense since October 2018. Why was he so active? And do you think that's what could have contributed then to his fatigue? Like you, like you were saying that he seemed very lethargic and very tired? That, that is interesting. That's an interesting point. He was uh, the most active title holder in that time. Uh, and also, he's not known as a knockout artist. So all of his uh, defenses uh, went the full 12-round distance. So that's a lot of rounds, a lot of sparring, a lot of training camps, uh, which perhaps uh, led to that fatigue. And perhaps what we're going to see is, you know, uh, fighters later in the career, they do end up moving up in weight because it's hard to maintain uh, the weight that they're at uh, for so long. Looking back now, in hindsight, a lot of people are saying he was not too smart turning down a fight with Tank Davis where he was guaranteed $2 million to fight and he went for, for, for Jojo Diaz. What did you make of that decision? I believe Farmer, ultimately, he was going to uh, fulfill his mandatories with the IBF. Uh, the IBF, which I'm affiliated with, you know, has, um, he has fulfilled all of the mandatories. So all of those previous fights, were, uh, you know, against uh, mandatory challengers. So a Tank Davis fight realistically wouldn't happen unless Tevin would be willing to relinquish his IBF title because you have to fight your mandatory with the IBF, which sometimes isn't the case with other uh, boxing organizations, which is understandable. Business is business. Uh, however, Farmer, it looks like he, he wanted to keep his title. And, you know, there's, there's uh, the champion title is something that fighters cherish no matter what title it is to to call yourself a champion in your division that's ultimately the biggest prize available and that's that's perhaps why farmer wanted to keep his mandatory going a fight with tank davis uh would have to have davis be a, a ibf mandatory which was not the case mm. and he's activated the rematch clause now when can we expect the second one yeah, there was there was an immediate rematch clause that Farmer had, so we can see this happening. You know, of course, later this year, uh, hopefully in Los Angeles. You know, where uh, Jojo Diaz is from, where I'm located, so we can see you know uh, Farmer Diaz Part Two, uh, perhaps sometime in the spring, summertime. I would probably expect summertime since uh, the cuts from Diaz. I don't know if you saw it. But yeah, it we saw that. One yeah, one of the nastiest cuts in boxing. Yeah. yeah, it was one of the nastiest cuts in boxing in a long time. But Ben Lira, he's very known here in the Southern California scene as a cut man, mm. as well as his uh, brother Al Lira, who's a trainer over here in Los Angeles, who's actually worked with Canelo Alvarez. So they're mm. longtime trainer cut man duo. Uh, the Liras, and they have a, a big reputation here. And, and Ben Lira did an amazing job uh, Thursday night, you know, with that cut. Finally, as someone from California, how good is Jojo Diaz? Jojo Diaz, he's very, very resilient, very tough. He went through some adversity with, uh, you know, twice not getting a title, uh, a title win, but still sticking with it. He's he was a U.S. Olympian. Um, he's now a uh, eight-year veteran, and it took eight years, but he's the IBF champion of the world. Great stuff. Raymundo, thank you very much for speaking to us. We appreciate your insight. We always appreciate your contribution here in South Africa, and all the best, mate. You too, and I recommend anybody to uh, go to the IBF website. You can see mm-hmm. my write-up of both the DS Farmer fight as well as the Roman 
Thank you so much, South Africa. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Go check out his write-ups there, Raimundo Adiosu, senior editor at threemorerounds.com. And by the way, uh, during that tournament, during that build there, there was also a YouTube fight. I don't know how you folks feel um, about this YouTube fight. And it was actually like uh, the main event. It, it, it came after... Um, it came after uh, Tevin Farmer and Jojo Diaz. I could not believe uh, that they they made that fight uh, the um, the main fight. Basically, it was Paul Gibb, if I remember correctly, and it was Jack Paul. They were fighting there. Uh, Jack Paul is Logan Paul's brother, of course, and is the rival of KSI. For those of you who have kids that watch YouTube or who follow your boxing on YouTube, these guys are just YouTube sensations. They called each other out. And then they went to go fight as boxers. Uh, it is unbelievable. They have such a huge following. And I guess that's why promoters are falling head over heels, trying to sign them, trying to get them into these tournaments. And it looks like they say YouTube boxing is taking off here, creating some st- some some uh, online stars there with the Jake Paul, Logan Paul, uh, KSI, who was also there um, at the fight. And, and, and Anson Gibbs was the guy. Anson Gibbs was the guy that fought against Jake Paul. Unbelievable what this world is coming to now you can just go on youtube you can make a few videos and you can have a, t- a fight uh, we are gonna go back to the story that we covered last week about uh, and who does he belong to if you are listening to us Taba promotions claim that they've got a contract with him uh, last bond promotions also have a contract with him uh, we spoke to Taba promotions who say that Tlantlakiha is their boxer they should be looking after his affairs and then we spoke to the boxer himself who actually said that he wants to uh, belong to Taba promotions he made a mistake by leaving them uh, the first time around but he came to his senses and he went back and he wants to get out of his contract with Last Bond Promotions, which he did not deny. We then spoke to, we couldn't get out of Last Bond Promotions, by the way. We did also reach out to them to come and give their side of the story. And then we spoke to Boxing South Africa, who told us that the one contract that they recognize is the one that Kika uh, has signed with uh, with Last Bond Promotions and not the one that they've signed with Kaba Promotions. Uh, so that's where we were last week. And then they were due to meet uh, to try and sort this matter out because it's been challenged by uh, in March and uh, last born has accepted that challenge from Unonchinga so we wanted to get an update and find out uh, if they did the parties met last week and we're going to speak to Club Promotions shortly because they did also want to respond after the show after they heard from the Boxing SA CEO Mr. Tsululi Jaka but let's just go to the voice note quickly Concerning the YouTube fights you know I'm a big fan of boxing you know and as an amateur boxing I, as an amateur boxer rather I prefer the purer form you know I'm more into more traditional fights but I also understand that boxing is a business you know promoters fighters everyone is trying to make money right so there's a lot of money in these YouTube fights going on with the KSI Logan Paul fight now also at the Anson Gibb uh, Jake Paul fight they know that a lot of people are going to stream and watch these fights because it's popular celebrities it's like if i don't know a fight between barack obama and donald trump had to happen that could make literal billions even though it doesn't stick to the truest form of the sport you know so personally i don't agree with it but i understand it as a business decision yeah no i can't argue with that it is a business decision and the kids love it their kids know all these YouTube boxing uh, stars. My lighty knows these 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 this YouTube stars more than than more than the professional boxers. He knows KSI. That's how I know KSI. By the way, he knows Anson Gibbs. He knows all of them. And by the way, 
Um, if I remember correctly, Sugar Shane Mosley was actually in the corner there uh, with with uh, with Jake Paul. So he was in Jake Paul's corner. So if Sugar Shane Mosley is in one of their corners, then who are we to judge? Yeah, it's an interesting one there uh, where boxing is uh, is going. And we're going to follow this up because they sell out these fights. Uh, the press conferences are packed. And, and, and like the, the voice note said, sorry, I couldn't get your name. But even the streams, you can see people are streaming millions and millions from all over the world. Uh, really follow this and, and, and they love it and they're stars. Uh, so, yeah, I guess kudos to them. But for the purists, it's not boxing. But I guess like any other, look at cricket now. We were told test cricket is the only form of cricket that people recognize. But we've got T20 now and T20 is here to stay and without T20 cricket now world cricket just cannot survive so it's an interesting one but let's go back to that story from last week we've got Kaba promotions on the line uh, Ayanda Matiti joins us on the line he wanted just a right of reply after our interview uh, last week uh, Kaba promotions good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM yeah, we ran out of time last week, but you heard what the CEO said, Mr. Lijaka, about Boxing SA recognizing the contract that Untlantla has with Last Born Promotions. They believe that those are, should be the people in charge of his affairs. And I know there were one or two issues you wanted to respond to, and we thought we should give you the, the platform. Firstly, what was the first one that you wanted to respond to? Well, there's, a, there's an insinuation that was made by the CEO um, that um, people remember a court case that um, Kaba had in East London with Kotan uh, mm. and and boxing for the streets and and therefore the fact that we lost that case should should follow suit. I think um, we, we we had to conceptualize and put the, the basis and the reasoning of a judge in, into context so that for the listeners to appreciate the the, the fact that we were. We lost that case. Quartan was supposed to to fight in our show. He was he, he was a promoted boxer by Kawa Promotion, and for some reason he could not uh, his handlers could not find him um, on the week before the fight. And ultimately, when they found him, they later told us that they could not find him again because they were, they, he was running in the morning, and ultimately they couldn't find him. So it was a fight that would um, be. As, a, as an eliminator bout between him and Mike, mm. so that the winner can fight against Jackson Chauke. Mm. Um, so we then we felt perturbed um, by by his conduct and wrote on our page um, that uh, this is what happened, gave a comprehensive account of how we have been interacting with him. And in the bottom of that account, we said we are releasing him with immediate effect. Now we went to court when we immediately after that our inside or our internal legal unit said that's not how you release a boxer. Uh, it's it's in your contract in terms of the records how you should release a boxer. So you must recall that public statement or that public note that you wrote. Mm. So we heeded the, the the advice. We recalled it, and we never uh, called Kotana and his team so that we can express our decision. Mm. So commonly we can then release him and they can agree to the release. So we, we, we then went to court. And the judge um, never never questioned the validity, which which is the ground that the CEO almost brought that into. Oh, it the was a technicality. And the legality of the contract. He mm. said, in your contract, there is a way of releasing a boxer. Um, and we, 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 we don't agree with what we have done with the letter, the public letter that you wrote on your page, 
But unfortunately, you have released him with that note that you wrote. Uh, so we, we can't uh, disagree with you now. As a judge, I'm, I'm compelled to agree with you that Kotana is released. Uh, outside the, the validity and the framework stipulated in your contract, because you did write and post on your page that Kotana, uh, despite your discomfort, but at the bottom of that note, you said is released with immediate So, those so you the, lost it on a technicality, is that what you're saying? Yes, it, it was on a technicality. So it can't be that... Uh, um, it's used the again. The of, of, of DSA now becomes the the alpha and the omega of interpreting the law. Uh, he can talk to compliance to say, from where we are seated, um, and I think he, he erred by by conferring uh, between the two outside of a, a process. Hmm. Because when we have time, we, we can go to town and discuss who is DSA Boxing South Africa. When you go to the act, there's an elaboration of Boxing South Africa. There's an elaboration of CEO who is appointed, appointed by the board, the board that is appointed by the minister, and their delegated powers. So, Are you still there, Mr. Matiti? Okay, we seem to have... Oh. The contract okay, was only lodged in August last year. Yes. And then he presides as Boxing South Africa. He presides, he allows one of his reps who are not members of Boxing South Africa to preside over another contract. And if, for me, Boxing South Africa was responsible, they have seen Tantra, Kiha performing in sites that are promoted by Matiti, and he is branded as such, and he is pronounced as a boxer of Kaba promotion. So they would have... Um, been responsible and and come to club and say we are seeing this development that there's a, a promoter that is approaching us with this and this is what we know because all these fights that Chisa fought into are are sanctioned by the same boxing for the thing. So you you can then uh, turn a blind eye and have an interpretation on the basis of a technicality and suppress every development that has ever taken place in the life of Chisa with his marriage that he had with Tab. So are so you saying that you, you, you basically you confused that all along that contract was recognized and all of a sudden now it's not valid, even though Kicha has fought under the banner on, with the same in, contract? In, indeed. Let me, let me draw to your attention and to the attention of the listeners another example. Um, there's Kuse yeah. who fights. Kuse fights uh, um, uh, the, the former champion. I just forgot the name now for the people of this discussion. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he loses against that champion uh, on, a, on, a, on a split decision or unanimous, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But Kusev's team appeal... Is that against Makusha? Makusha, against yeah. Makusha. Kusev's team appeal, and, and when they appeal, they win. And, and Boxing South Africa wanted to then lock the, the fight that they had committed with myself as the promoter of, of Nyana. And, and, and Nyana is signed under the same contract. But DSA knew that in order for them to have, for me, to apply for a fight, they must then remind me that there is pending decision of the appeal. And, and so, because I'm the promoter of Nyana, who, who was a champion who dethroned Makusa in September, so I must, I must admit and accept that um, Nyana will defend against Kusa. So all the correspondence that went through, the CEO of the 
Africa was supposed to have said, hold on, because at the time he had the contracts that he says in the public domain were launched in, in August, on the 4th of August, because the fight that I'm talking to took place in December. Mm. Took place in December. So you, 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 you can't uh, uh, turn a blind eye on the same, you, if, if, if the, te- the, the technicality is to your advantage as BFA, you, you, you let it go. But if it's to your disadvantage, you lift it. It, it, does not, it does not follow. And it can only be a court of law then that would then say, um, is the contract entered into between the boxer and cover promotion, is it valid or is it legal? Or any other boxer that is entered in a contract with myself. So I, it can't be that it will only be illegal when it is challenged. Okay, I just want to go to a voice note. I just want to go to a voice note quickly. Yes. Uh, let's see if it's ready, and then we'll we'll continue with our promotions. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. It's Sundisela Alvestuana. Yeah, I would like to salute uh, Nick Durant's son. He's doing a perfect job. He's also raising up South African flag in Africa and and also international. Uh, I also agree with the previous, um, I don't know if it's a caller or whatever, but the, 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 uh, the, the caller said the boxing is a business, really is a business, just because I'm listening to you and the club boxing. They are arguing about the boxer. So it's, where is the future of the boxer? Just because Taba need that boxer, and also the last born uh, camp also is claiming is their boxer. You see, now it seems like those promoters they are try they are they are going to uh, destroy the future of our um, beautiful sport in Eastern Cape. I suppose Eastern Cape is a uh, more special days is on the map because of the boxing. You so you know the olden days, um, uh, Vianney Bongo and also all of those guys. So the double boxing and also last born, uh, they must sort their thing out. So they keep that young man out of their contract. So he can be where he is happy. So he can just continue with the sport he loves and he would he's he, that is a talent to him and he want to pay to, to to put something on the table for him and for his family so they just can release that guy to do what he likes thanks a lot tabiso and uh, the rest of the sport uh, guys uh, evening bye okay thank th- thank you for that and we did speak to the boxer last week who said that he wants to fight under club promotions and we also asked the ceo of boxing sa i mean where does this leave the box and how quickly can this situation be resolved because uh, we don't want the boxer to suffer uh club promotions would you like to answer to that voice note yes i can look uh, there, there is a there is a very dangerous impression that uh, you, you you can have a boxer outside those who promote boxing, mm-hmm. and 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 you you would obviously appreciate that uh, these two licenses coexist, and the extension of of the on the two would be the trainer, because we can have a promoter and a boxer agreeing to get into a relationship. The promoter does not train the box. The boxer is trained by a license we would call a trainer. So so it it it's always. Uh, amuses me when people are saying now 
um, questioning the, the bona fides of promoters uh, in the country. When promoters make the very same boxers, if they would not, there was no club. Chika would not have had four fights um, in the year he had four fights and been a South African champion. If there was no no Chika, he would not have made that history as a trend. Mm. So, so we we must uh, appreciate that reality that we exist for a specific purpose. But our responsibilities are different. Before I ended, I was listening to a voice note um, in a voice note that someone was talking about um, marketing, yes. announcing of fighters and all of, what have you. At, at an appropriate time, we must talk about the sporting economy in South Africa, mm-hmm. boxing economy in particular, because boxing economy in Africa and South Africa is extremely different from boxing economy in Europe and America. It's it's pay-per-view. Everybody knows that. Yes. So sport is, is driven by TV. So when you are on TV and and the economy increases, but it also talks to numbers, numbers that uh, boxers have advantage of in Europe and in America. In South Africa, you can you can uh, pay dish every month and, and have access to sport. But in America, you can pay dish every month, but you still have to pay Pay-per-view. for a, a, Mayweather, a Mayweather fight. And, and, and a Tetman fight. You must pay to watch it in your own house. Mm. So that's how boxers make money. So, 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 so at, at, uh, when we're discussing how do we move um, in the tragedy that we're in mm. to a tragedy of a developed uh, boxing sporting economy in Africa, we must, those are the discussions that we must factor in. Okay. Um, what is the ICT, the fourth industrial revolution? How does it affect the traditional uh, TV rights? against other measures, instruments that are emerging now to stream boxing uh, so that everybody can, can watch yes. the Now, now for the, for the sake of time, we've got two and a half minutes left. How will okay. this matter resolve? We were told by Boxing SA that the parties will meet. I'm not sure if that's, if, 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 if that's happened, especially considering that BSA said that they recognize the contract with Last Bond Promotions. How do you see let, this matter let, being let solved? We're very clear that our contract is legally binding. So we recognize our own contract. So, so if there's a dispute between ourselves and the regulator, then it means a court of law has then arrived to a determination as to uh, the legality of, of the contract that we had signed with our boxers. So it's not a question of uh, BSA just expressing the issue, then uh, it's the end of the world. We entered into that contract with the boss. BSA um, has, has always um, in the discussions that we've had said, look, there is this element that we think must be fixed. And and <laughs> what is interesting now, in terms of um, complying fully, uh, if I may borrow their the language, you have a boxer now that, that wants to comply fully, says, I, am, I have signed a contract with this promoter since 2018, and, and I know that I have this contract. So, all you need to do, if if you think that this is so important to you, a rep from Boxing South Africa's presence, so bring it so that we can comply fully. But even if we have not complied fully, in the eyes of of Boxing South Africa, that contract may be faulty to an extent that they can use the word with audacity that no, it's not a valid or a it's an illegal contract. But not to us, not to us people that have got local standards. We we understand the law of contract. You want that interpretation. And we're saying if, if the regulator can't uh, regulate and manage this thing well internally, and we've been giving them opportunity to 
deal with this thing so that it is revolved amicably. Another question that you must ask yourself, if last one says that what a boxer, and in the eyes of PSA, Chicha uh, uh, is binded, has a binding contract with last one, which fight that Chicha had with last one? None. And if Chicha had incorrectly, through being ill-advised, signed an illegal contract and top of an existing contract with last one, now six months has passed and signed with him soon, and the BSA contracts commit a promotion that will give a boxer a minimum of two fights within a year. So where are those two fights going to come from? And then you have a boxer that says, no, 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 um, I understand. He's not even saying I'm unhappy. Because that one is in the public domain with this promoter. But he says, um, I was misled. And the person who misled me said he would give me powerful lawyers to disregard that legal contract that I, that I entered into. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to leave it there for the sake of time. But yeah, uh, this one is still going on, and we're gonna follow it. We're gonna follow it for the sake of the boxer uh, to make sure that this matter is sorted out. And hopefully, when the parties have met, Boxing South Africa will then be able to update us. But it is uh, eight o'clock now, and we have to go to news.